Okay, so this week's dog of the week is about a dog named Ash, a blue to coonhound mix. He's a very cute dog. He's tall. He has floppy ears and has a black face and a white chest, black spots on it. He's an adorable dog. And here's the story. When Ash was a puppy and he still was was still in his, with his mom and brothers and sisters, the, their owner did not think that he or she could handle all the dogs. They threw them out into the streets of Mississippi. No one really knows what happened to the dogs once they were abandoned, but the dogs must have been through a lot. Their mom was trying to take care of a whole lot of puppies. The puppies would have been dead a long time ago if it wasn't for their mother. One day while they were roaming the streets, they came across a very busy street. The mom went across, but did not make it to the other side. She was hit by a car. She left the puppies all alone by the street all along the side of a very busy street. Eventually, the pups were noticed by the side of the road and taken in. You might think the pups are too young to remember what happened to them. That is wrong. Ash is now scared of people, of most people, because of the way humans treated him. Ash and his brothers and sisters are now all safe in their new owner's home. Ash is still afraid of people, but once Ash gets to know you, know you, you never want to leave Ash alone. Ash is a very sweet dog that likes cheese. Also, Ash has a sister that she just that he she he just loves to be around, and that is a cat friend named Gira. Ash might bark at you if he is scared of you, but if you but if you give him time and show him you mean no harm, he will love you. Well, that's just like a sad story, like a sad like story. This isn't like a fiction story. This is real, which yeah. kind of makes you like. How could this happen? Yeah, but did you say Ash eats cheese? Ash loves cheese. Oh. But this is what happened before I met Ash before. Ash loves cheese. He just loves it. It's his favorite thing in the world. I gave Ash cheese to try to show him that I don't want to hurt him. And he took it. He grabbed it and put it in his mouth and just slowly backed away from me and hit it. He hid it behind a plant, so that I couldn't get it because he was afraid that I was going to hurt him or something. Which is kind of sad because normally your dog might just eat it right out of your hand. But Ash was scared that I was going to take it from him. Just the way that that, just the way that his owner took away his entire, like, view on humans. Yeah. And who would just, like, throw a dog out uh, on the streets? Yeah, that's just cruel. What do you think about the part where the mom was hit by a car and they were just on the side of the street? That's very sad. Um, what do you um, think is like the saddest part about it? Um, that like the puppies were watching when the mom got well, hit by dog, a car. The, their puppies, they probably didn't like clearly remember that happening, but then just eventually someone came to you. How is it so hard to notice puppies on the side of the road? Like if I with the car that hit the, hit the mom, I get out right away and save those puppies because they are all alone, clearly. Yeah. What do you think about the part where you need to, like, prove to Ash that you don't want to hurt him for him to like you? Um, I think you just have to uh, feed him stuff and... No, you got to show. you got to, like, completely show that you really don't want to hurt him. Yeah, just spend time with him and then... Yes, and Bagheera is a yeah, and, and um, Ash is really good friends with Bagheera. Yeah, some people say dogs aren't good with cats. 
I'm good with cats. But, but Bagheera is not. Bagheera is like doesn't. Bagheera gets annoyed by Ash because Ash just like loves playing with him. We have a dog, and our neighbor has a cat, and my dog doesn't like the cat. Yes. All right. So, do you have anything else to say about the? What? Anything else to say about this? Um. No. Well, I think it's weird. Like, you, he could not. They could not handle the dogs. And not bringing them to a shelter or a foster home is really just mean, right? Because if you know you can't handle dogs, that happens all the time. But just throwing them out to the streets of Mississippi, that's not right. Yeah, and how do people know that this was a story? Well, it's pretty, like, they, if you, like, look at the, the puppies and you see the mom, the mom's not there. Like, the puppies were near where the mom got hit, so they could probably see the mom somewhere, like the mom dog somewhere. Then they see the puppy, they're like, oh, this dog got hit by a car, their mom. And they didn't know the part where they were alone because they were they had no evidence of what happened to them there. But they knew that because most commonly people can't handle the dogs that they have. They're like, I can't handle you. So then they throw them out. Then they just don't want them. Like, I can't handle these puppies. It's pretty, it's kind of clearer to know that's what happened. You can only know parts, but I think those parts show a lot of what happened to them, right? Yeah. Okay, anything else? Um, no. All right, so that's it for our Dog of the Week. Okay, so this week's news article are, is about dogs are being trained to sniff out COVID-19 or coronavirus. Okay, here's the article. Dogs in the U.S. are being trained to sniff out people that have the coronavirus. And this should help slow the spread of coronavirus in the USA. University of Pennsylvania School of Veterinary Medicine are training eight dogs within three weeks to be able to sniff out COVID-19 from saliva and urine samples. Dr. Can... I don't know if I'm going to say this. Dr. Can... Senia Otto, a professor at the University of Pennsylvania, said in a statement that dogs already have the ability to sniff out other dangerous conditions. What is, try- what is trying to be said is that dogs already can sniff out other diseases, so what should be the- so hard about trying to train dogs to sniff out COVID-19? Dr. Otto said that the potential impact of these dogs and their capacity to detect COVID-19 should be substantial. Dogs could save people's lives if they can learn how to sniff out, sniff coronavirus out. This is not the first time someone tried to get dogs to sniff out COVID-19. In UK, German University, alongside the Medical Detection Dog Charity in the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine, also started researching last month if the plan of dogs sniffing out COVID-19 will work. Six dogs are being trained there. The people there hope that when they finish researching, they will know if dogs can be able to sniff out COVID-19 in just a few weeks. Dr. Claire Guest wrote that a dog sniffing each person in turn takes less than like a hundred, five hundredths of a second. The dog quickly identifies which people need to take a test and go straight into insulation to prevent the further spread around UK. This is very good news if we are able to get dogs to sniff out COVID-19. If we get dogs to be able to sniff out COVID-19, 
then lots of lives will be saved. And that'd be all thanks to dogs. Okay, so, I mean, what do you think about how, like, they're training eight dogs in the U.S. to be able to sniff out COVID-19? Um, I think we need, like, more dogs than that, and... Well, if you train so many dogs to be able to do that, and it doesn't work, it's kind of just a waste of time. They want to be able to see if a few dogs can do it, then they'll go further. And I think it's a smart idea. Um, yes, because dogs can't sniff with other diseases. So what's wrong with them sniffing out COVID-19? Yeah. And so like, they could save many lives by just sniffing, sniffing urine or saliva samples for um, five, a high five hundredth of a second. But I'm wondering this. Um, if the dogs sniff out... Um, COVID-19. What happens if it gets inside their nose and they get COVID-19? They'll just be taking it from samples. And dogs, when they get the COVID, if they get COVID-19, they could, they probably would do something to the dogs to keep them from getting it. I don't know what. I didn't learn anything about that, but that would be a problem in their idea. All right, so, so Dr. Claire guessed Wait, this fifth five hundredth of a second to sniff one person to see if they have coronavirus. Isn't that kind of amazing? Like, it can take us, like, 30 minutes or more to know if someone has their coronavirus. And then they can do it in five hundredths of a second. Yeah. Which is kind of crazy when you think about it. Like, we do so much work to try to get things when you can just take a dog and have them work it out for us. Yeah. Do you have anything else to say about this? No, I think that's all. Okay. So this week's fiction story of the week is called Dog Sled by Elise Boger. There is a dog named Prince. He's a sled, sled dog. He's always been a sled dog, so he's very strong. He has traveled many miles before in his lifetime. Prince is very strong, but he's very small. Prince is bullied by, by the other dogs. Prince is stronger than all the dogs, but he is too small to do anything. One day while Prince was sleeping, he got ambushed. He was almost torn in two by the other dogs. He could not walk. He could barely even move. The team was scheduled to travel 500 miles north today. The humans took one look at Prince and decided just to leave him for the wolves. That night, when the team left, Prince cried so hard, but he realized that crying was not going to get him anywhere. So the, so the, fact, the second Prince stopped crying, he felt very sleepy. So he decided in the morning he was going north for 500 miles. When dawn broke out, Prince wasted no time. He got up and started limping north. At one point, Prince thought he heard barking at dogs in front of him. Two days went by, and he had only traveled around 100 miles. That was not the problem. Prince was getting weaker because all he had been doing was eating snow. That helped him for a little while, but now the hunger was coming back to him at full force. Prince collapsed and slept. He did not know how long he slept, but when he woke up to a pack of wolves looking down at him, Prince was startled. The wolves were licking their lips. Prince real Then Prince realized, they think I'm just dying sitting here. Then Prince thought, 
that if he showed that he was not fine, maybe he could get away. Prince got to his feet and growled. The wolf growled back, but they slowly walked away, realizing it was not worth it. Prince traveled the rest of his ways with pride, eating small rodents on the way. The day that Prince caught up with the team, half the dogs were gone, but Prince was still praised and put in front of the sled. He had earned, he had earned that. He had traveled 500 miles with wolves towering over him when he awoke. He traveled half dead and half alive. Prince did that all to show that he could. All right, so that's like a sad story, kind of. Like, it's kind of because he just got left. Like, you don't matter anymore. You can't help us. So the people there, they only like the dogs because they can help them get around easier. And when you say, I don't need you anymore, you don't do you're not doing any work for us. It probably, like, must be, like, really cruel to still even, like, you can't do anything for us anymore. Yeah, and don't you think 500 miles is, like, a lot? Yes, but sled dogs do do have to do that a yeah. lot. Which is kind of cruel to make those dogs run 500 miles. Basically, and pulling a big sled while they go. And I'm wondering, who, like, if this was a real story... Like, who would be making them run 500 miles? People want to get somewhere, and that's their fast, and that's where they want, the way they want to travel. But why can't they just use cars? I don't know. But this does happen. Um, I think about the part where the wolves just, he woke up to them towering. He, they, they just had the wolves towering over him when he woke up. Yeah, he had, like... Two times when people were towering over him, wolves and the dogs. Yeah, so when the wolves were towering over him, he was probably like, he was probably just like giving it up. And then he realized the wolves think that he's easily dead for them. But then when he showed that he still had a, he still wanted to fight, they're like, you're not worth it. We don't want to lose any wolves to you. And you know he's strong because he got right back up when he was injured really badly. Yeah, he got, so the dogs, they woke up, and they just started attacking him. And then people just left him. Yeah. But I think about the part where he was bullied because of his size. But then he was also strong. Like, he's so strong because he grew up riding, pulling a sled. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, what do you think about the part where North... 500 miles. That's like 500 miles, and he did it. That's much more than a marathon. Yeah, it's so, it's like so far, but, and he was injured. He probably took him a very long time. Yeah. But then this is not a true story because it would be terrible if this story was actually real. Yeah. Um, do you have anything else to say about this story? No. Okay, so that's it for our Fiction Story of the Week. Okay, thank you for listening to this podcast episode on the Weekly Woof. Hope you enjoy, and stay tuned for more episodes. And remember, July 1st, you can send us emails, and we can send you a copy of the Weekly Woof.